everybody hear me? You with me? Everybody okay? You hanging in there? <laughs> hey, I wanted to let you know, I know it's getting hot. I've, we prayed for it not to rain all week, and you know, God's abundant. He just has poured out sunshine on us, and now we're praying for clouds. But um, hey, if you, need a, if you need an umbrella, uh, Abby and Kathy have got some umbrellas. If you just want to raise your hand and you need one, they'll, they'll bring one around to you. And I wanted to let you know, too, if, uh, if you're just too hot and can't, can't be out here, that's okay, too. There's, um, we've got it going on the screens inside, so if you need to go inside, that's okay. This is the one time you can get up while I'm preaching and walk out, and I won't be offended, okay? So if you need to go inside, that's okay. Uh, but just for a few minutes... I just want to share a few things with you today before we before we're done. Okay, just just uh, continuing on this this uh, this theme of celebration. We uh, we've been doing a series here at the church called Fellowship Forward, and um, it's been about vision. I've been wearing my my vision glasses, and we've been talking a little bit about uh, God's vision for us, God's vision for us as a church and as people and as a world. And so today's the fifth and final day of this, and we've been talking about this this fresh expression of God's vision for, for the world and for our lives and what that looks like for us, who we are and who God's calling us to be. It's this simple, powerful phrase, sharing life together in Christ. And, and it's such a beautiful picture of it today. It really is. This is such a, a visual for me, a vision of sharing life together in Christ. Um, and there's a scripture that goes along with it, right? 1 Thessalonians 2.8. Because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. We've been talking about how this vision has four C's. Do you, do you remember them? Connection, collaboration, commission, and celebration. We've been talking about four ships that are taking us there, taking us where God wants us to go. Relationship, ownership. What's the third one? you remember? Partnership, worship. I was just testing you. And you may remember the very first week of this series, I don't know if you can see it, but I've got my little ship in a bottle up here on the table. JC, can you, can you zoom in on that for the folks at home? <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little ship in a bottle made out of Legos that, that my daughter and I put together. My family did one night. Um, but one of the things I talked about the first week was how uh, sometimes having a connection with God and with, with other people, sometimes it feels really daunting, really overwhelming, almost as impossible as getting one of those big... Uh, big ships in the little bottle. And uh, after that first week, one, one of our members came up to me and said, do you know the real way that you get those ships into the bottle? And he told me the secret. Do you know the secret? What, what they do when they build the ship, they build it without the sails up and they make it really flat and it, and it fits right through the opening of that bottle. And once it gets inside, they take a little tool and they pull on the sails and the very last thing, the very last step that shipbuilder takes is to hoist the sails. And then it looks like uh, that big, tall ship in that little narrow bottle. Isn't that pretty cool? I didn't realize that. But that, that I th as I thought about that, I thought, that's really fitting for today. That's, that's why I titled today's sermon, Hoist the Sails. Uh, because if you think about it, that's what we've been talking about the last few weeks, how to build a ship, how to build our fellowship. And, and, if, and we've really gone all in, hadn't we, on this, this ship theme, or at least I've gone all in. Some might say that I've gone overboard. But we've really been talking about this idea of ships. And uh, one of the things I said was, was Jesus is the captain of our fellowship. Amen? 
and, and we're all aboard that makes the fellowship float. It's going to take all hands on deck to move us forward. God is making waves in our lives, in our community, and, and we need to paddle towards them and ride those waves to, be, to go where God wants us to go. So I want to finish today by just talking real quickly about that final step, what it looks like to hoist the sails. See, this ship is such a powerful metaphor of life together in Christ. If, if you think about it, think about the relationship between the sails and the wind. Think about that. The wind is invisible, right? Uh, and we're really praying for some wind right now. I think I felt a little gust here. Um, the wind's invisible, but the sails are visible, right? You can only see the wind in how it affects the sails, how it guides the ships. Take these, these balloons up here, right? We can't see the air in this balloon. We can, only see, uh, we can only see that the air is there by the way it filled up the balloon, right? It's full of air, and we know that because of what we can see. Now, I share all that with you today because in the Bible, there's a word. You know how much I love words, right? There's a word in the Bible that describes the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament that was written in Hebrew, that word is ruach. And it means, it doesn't just mean spirit, it means breath, it means wind. And in the New Testament, that word in Greek, which is the New Testament is written in, that word is pneuma. It's where we get the word pneumonia, right? Because it's about the breath in our lungs. That word, the same word for spirit is the same word for wind, the same word for breath. And in the Bible, it talks about how where, when, when the spirit comes, it's like, it's like God's breath, like a wind from God. Ezekiel 37 Five and six says, this is what the sovereign Lord says to the bones. Remember Ezekiel in the valley of the dry bones? God says, I will make breath. I will make spirit. I will make wind enter you and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put my breath in you and you will come to life and you will know that I am the Lord. See, woo, amen. See, the Bible says if we don't praise God, the rocks are going to cry out. So if y'all don't start praising God, the balloons are going to pop, okay? So let's, let's, let's go now. I need y'all out here today, okay? Amen. <laughs> so, so it's the breath that comes and fills the dry bones and brings them to life. And then that's how God, through the breath, uh, displays his glory throughout the nations. Throughout the Bible, it says that people are filled with the Holy Spirit and worship breaks out among the people, right? Jesus says the wind blows where it pleases. You hear its sound, but you can't tell where it's coming from or where it's going. So it is as everyone that's born of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes as, at Pentecost like a mighty rushing what? Wind, right? I know y'all are hot, but you got to help me out here. I'm dying too, okay? <laughs> see, in the same way, you can't see the Spirit, but you see the effects of the Spirit when the people of God are filled with the Spirit. See, the Spirit fills our sails and it, and it fills our fellowship so that we can move forward together in our lives and our life together. And when that happens, not only do we give glory to God, but those around us give glory to God. See, that's what celebration is all about. That's what today's all about. Today, we're celebrating the movement of the Holy Spirit, filling our lives and filling our, our fellowship. And as we tell our stories, like the girls coming up and professing their faith, like those that are joining, like all the ways that we're trying to be the body of Christ, in our community, when we do that, when we tell those stories of God's faithfulness, worship breaks out, not just, not just here, but everywhere, not just on Sunday, but every day. Amen? 
Now, as, as part of kind of going all in and going overboard, you know, I love to, I also like to research things. And so I kind of got really into researching nautical terms and, and things that have to do with ships. And I found this phrase that I want to share with you because I think it's a perfect illustration of, of this idea of hoisting the sails. Uh, there's a phrase, I'd never heard it before, maybe you had, uh, but I think it, it, it makes a lot of sense and it applies to where we are right now. How many of you have ever heard the phrase that goes like this, hoist the sails when the wind is fair? Have you ever heard that before? I never heard it before. Hoist the sails when the wind is fair. What it basically means is uh, the time to start something is when the conditions are fair, right? So, um, and, and the opposite's true too, right? Don't start something when the conditions are not favorable, right? So let me give you an example. Don't, don't ask mom for permission right now. She's not in a very good mood. Uh, you ask later, right? Hoist the sails when the wind is fair. Does that make sense? Uh, wait until the economy stabilizes before you try to start your own business. That's not a good time, right? Hoist the sails when the wind is fair. Don't try to have an outdoor service in the middle of August. Do it later, right? Hoist the sails when the wind is fair. Don't try to roll out a new vision in the middle of a pandemic. There's too much going on. Hoist the sails when the wind is fair, right? Well, let me tell, tell you this. Here's what I believe. The wind may not be fair right now in, in, uh, in terms of the world, right? Some of the winds uh, that are blowing in our world are, uh, you know, the word I wouldn't, I would not use the word fine to describe the conditions in many ways, right? I would probably maybe use the word fierce more than fine, right? Things are not fine. Things are fierce. If you think about it, especially over the last year or two, right? We've, we've faced some pretty fierce disagreements in our world that have led to some fierce debates and fierce divisions in our country and in our community and sometimes maybe even in our church. For the past year, we've been facing this, this fierce disease and it's caused its fair share of disagreements and debates and divisions. It seems like all the time there's bad news on the news and on the radio and, and maybe even in the parking lot. But today, what I want to do, what I want to celebrate, what I want to share with you is some good news. And the good news that I want to share with you today is this. There's this powerful truth that, that applies to this uh, that the Bible reminds us of over and over again. I want you to hear this. Sometimes the best conditions for God to move, sometimes the best conditions for worship is not when the winds are fine, but when the winds are fierce. Let me give you some examples. The wind wasn't fair. It was fierce when Peter walked on the water. Amen? The, the wind wasn't fair. It was fierce when Jesus calmed the storms. The wind wasn't fair. It was fierce when the Holy Spirit fell on the people at Pentecost. Amen? The, the wind isn't, isn't fair right now. It's fierce. But, but what, if, what if those are the ideal, the ideal conditions for worship? What, is these, what if these are the ideal conditions for this fresh vision that God has for us, for this fresh wind of the Holy Spirit to blow through this place and move us through the winds of change in our lives and in our community and in our church. I believe that right now, right here, is the perfect time for us to hoist the sails, for us to let the, amen, for us to let the world know that God is with us and God is for us and God is working in and through us and not just the world, but our community, our neighbors, those around us. 
for them to know that the fresh wind of the Holy Spirit is filling our sails and for, for us to, to go and move with this fellowship to new heights and new depths in God's love for one another. Right here, right now. That's, that's worth getting excited about, isn't it? Even though it's hot and even though we're tired and sweaty, that's worth celebrating and giving thanks to God to in worship. That's, that's what today's all about, friends. And so, so I want to read for you the fourth and final scripture in this vision that we've been talking about, that graphic that I've been putting out there to you. This is the last scripture on that, on that picture. Hear this God's word for us today. This is Jesus talking. And he says this, You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine so that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. See, Jesus was reminding the disciples of who they were and, and, and whose they were and who Jesus was calling them to be. He's saying, you're the light of the world because I'm the light of the world. And, and, and you're the light of the world that shines and shows people the true light that's in me. Just like last week we talked about how uh, we don't create the waves, right? God does. We just paddle towards them and, and ride the waves. We, we see God at work and we join in in that co-mission. It's the same with light. We don't create the light. God does. We, we simply position ourselves in such a way that we can reflect the light. Like the moon reflects the light from the sun, right? The, the moon doesn't generate its own light. It simply is positioned in such a way that it reflects the light of the sun to the earth. And that's what Jesus is calling us to do and be. We reflect the light of the sun, Jesus. We, we shine our light before others and so that they might see what we're doing and they might praise God. See, our worship isn't about displaying our works. Our works are about displaying our worship. Does that make sense? See, worship is about who God is. It's about celebrating what God has done and is doing in us and through us and around us. And today we're celebrating what God has done, what God is doing, what God wants to do in us and through us. But we're just the vessels, like, like a ship, right? The Apostle Paul says, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. And then listen to how he describes what this looks like. He says, we're hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. We're struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body this, the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may be revealed in our body. It's almost the opposite of hoist the sails when the wind is fair, right? I want to tell you this today, friends. The good news that's found in God's word that you need to hear today and we need to be reminded of is this. Jesus is not a fair weather friend. Amen? Jesus is not a fair weather friend and so ours is not a fair weather faith. Our ship is built to weather even the fiercest of storms. Our faith is an anchor no matter how rough the seas. Our faith is a lighthouse, a beacon of hope in dark waters because Jesus is the light of the world and we are his people. We are the church. Amen? We're, our purpose is to be a living reflection of that light to the world, to take the good news of God's grace into those dark places where bad news is commonplace, to show the world what real love looks like in the face of hatred and division. 
And when we allow the Holy Spirit to fill our, our souls and to fill our sails, God does amazing things, impossible things, like putting that big ship in that little bottle. God can turn our trials into triumphs. God can turn our tests into testimonies. God can turn our mess and use it to point it people to the Messiah. See, the way that all this comes full circle is that our worship points people to relationship. A relationship with God and others that transforms all of our other relationships. It gives us the help and the healing and the wholeness we need. When we take ownership of that faith and participate in partnership with God and others, we experience peace and purpose and life together in Christ. So I want to close today. I'm finishing up here, I promise. I want to close today and this series with one more little ship metaphor. If you think about it, we have this message in a bottle that we and the world around us desperately need to hear. There are people drowning every day. And the good news of God's grace is the life-saving message that they all need to hear, that we need to hear, that God loved you so much that he gave his only son so that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And when we love one another the way that Christ loves us, we're pointing to the unconditional sacrificial love of God in Jesus Christ. See, fellowship is, is a vessel to display for others to see that they might see that message through us, through our relationship and ownership and partnership and worship, through our connection and collaboration and commission and celebration so that people might actually hear the voice of God through our voice saying, because we loved you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. That's my prayer for us, fellowship family, that we might love one another in such a way that others might be drawn in to worship, that they might join in this celebration of who God is and what God wants to do in their lives and in our life together so that we might move forward in this fellowship to take us to new heights and new depths to the love of God and neighbor. Do you want that too? That's my cue. Let's pray together. <laughs> God, I thank you so much for your word that reminds us of how loved we are that you don't just love us, that you love, that you love so love the world that you gave your one and only son. Lord, this is a message that, that our friends and our neighbors and our coworkers and our families need to hear. Lord, help us to share that, not just with our words, but with our lives. Help us to say, we love you so much. We're going to share with you, not just, not just the good news of God's grace, but our lives with you. So that your love might be manifest in our lives and our life together. God, I thank you for those that have made that decision today. And I pray that, that that message and that grace might bear fruit in their lives and in our church for many days and months and weeks and years to come. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to invite you to stand as we sing this last song. Um, when we're done today, we're going to hang around if you can, and we're going to have some burgers and hot dogs, and we'd love for you to stay in fellowship with us, but I understand if you need to go or you need to go inside. But as they sing this closing song, I want you to just open your hearts to what God might be speaking to you today. And if God's tugging on your heart and you want to take a step of faith today, 
to profess your faith in Christ or to come and be a member of this church, I want to invite you to come during this song, and I'll meet you right down here. If you want somebody to pray for you, I'd love to do that. And uh, just to experience God in our lives today. So let's, let's worship together.